Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome aboard. We're excited to be here um, on Monday. Kick off our marathon. I hope you had a great weekend. And I want to encourage you to go over and check out our website. We're putting updates up there pretty regularly now. And we have about another uh, 10 platforms that are now picking up the feed. So we're building back better. Well, Brother and Sister Cohen, welcome back, my friends. Okay, you are all over. You sound great. Yes, sir. What we did is uh, we've got two live streams now instead of one, so you can listen on MixLR or direct from our IceCast server. And then having relocated to a new uh, hosting platform called Podbean, once I had that set up, now I'm able to submit and get our feed picked up by various uh, sites. So we're back on Apple. We're on Amazon. There's about 10 places so far. More coming. But uh, go to my main page and... Anything on anything on StreamYard? Have you looked at that? Uh, StreamYard is great if you're going to do video, but uh, we're not on any of the uh, social media platforms like uh, Facebook or YouTube. So apart from that, um, StreamYard won't work for us because we're just doing straight podcasting now. Um, I understand. Because of the censorship out there, you know, with uh, YouTube censoring like they are, it really kind of killed that. But that's okay. Uh, actually, uh, we're building back and getting a lot of podcast downloads, so I'm excited about the future of podcasting. Excellent. Okay. And then people see you there also. Yeah, we'll let the YouTubers do their thing. Podcasting uh, is really the ultimate. If you want censorship-free radio, and that's what we are, we can say anything we want. Um, and... Um, we're good to go. Uh, folks, welcome. We're on a new schedule Monday through Friday, beginning at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and we're going to kick it off. Brother and Sister Cohen, you want to open us in prayer? 
Sure. Amen. Do you want to marry? You have to come over here. I'm coming. Annette. Hello, Brother Shannon. Sister Miriam, how are you doing this morning? I'm blessed as always. God is good and faithful. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, he is. He has a lot of wonderful things in store for all of us. Amen. New and exciting things that we haven't even dreamt of before. Amen. You know, Shannon, if you reflect back the last 30 years even, 1990, just before the renewal, 30-something years, just see how far so many things have progressed. Um, you know, back then we were still using cassette tapes and floppy disks just before that, and uh, CDs. But uh, even, even on your work, it's, it's progressed greatly the last 20 years. Well, you know, I was okay, thinking uh, nope. about oh, go ahead. that same epoch today. Um, you know, in 1990, we didn't have the World Wide Web. Um, I was still using a 56K modem or 28.8. At that point, dial-up bulletin boards. And um, we mm-hmm. have come a long way in technology. So it's exciting. Mm. Yeah, and I had a 10-meg computer, but that was uh, – too big. I mean, no one could even <laughs> fill up ten megs, <laughs> and so so they have to. They had to divide it in half to get twenty, and that. But uh, yes, yes. That's weird math. Divide it in half and get twenty. Well, you had to divide the uh, your your uh, your um, hard drive in half, ah, uh, and that because it only held ten megs. Anyway, yeah. go ahead, Mir. Um, it's so good to hear Shannon's voice today and to know that we are all, whether he's across the sea or not, we are close because we have one Holy Spirit that is leading and guiding us all into greater truth and revelation of what God is doing today and what he plans to do tomorrow. Thank you, dear brothers and sisters, for coming together with us. And we thank you, Father God, for all that you've given us. What a wondrous, wondrous, I guess we would say cosmos that we live in. Does that sound right, honey, cosmos? It It is a wonderful life, and we have nothing to fear. I think it will, but fear itself, who said that? Um, Winston Churchill, I think. Nothing to fear but fear itself, yes. I think it was. Well, Hmm. anyway, y'all correct me if you can give me an update and a correction on that. So bless you all, bless you all. May we walk in greater wisdom and understanding and greater love for each other and for the Father, who is the Father of us all. Bless you, Lord. In Mm. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you, Miriam. You're welcome, love. Amen. So we're going to continue today, Shannon, from the book of Galatians on Let Religion Die. I think this might be part five or part six. Uh, But I wanted to open up with something and even get your thoughts on it, if you like. Just a little sentence. And it says, God teaches you by his word. Religion teaches you by trials and tribulations. What you think of that? God teaches you by his word. 
religion, or like in a sense the church world, teaches you by trials and tribulations. I'd have to meditate on that a little bit. But uh, I would certainly rather go with his word. Amen? Amen. I'm with you, sir. That's for sure. And, And there are scriptures that back that up. Yes, we are going to have trials and tribulations in this world. Jesus says that. The Word says it. Paul and all the apostles went through it. But that's the effect of the world. But it's saying, do we need to look to trials and tribulations to learn humility, to learn faith? I remember years ago, oh, many, many years ago, uh, when I was first called to the healing ministry, it was said out then, you can never be an effective healing ministry unless you've experienced God's healing from some miraculous, you know, miraculous healing from cancer or from uh, crippling diseases and such. And I used to think about it. Well, the healing is a gift from God. Do you have to go through a calamity to use that gift? I don't think so. Maybe some people need to. We know that Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for good for those who are called of God, those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So all things that any of you are going through today, no matter how challenging, how difficult, Everything will work for your greater good in the spirit realm, not necessarily in maybe the earthly financial realm, but in the spirit realm, God uses all things. But do you have to go through all things to come to a place of having the faith of God? Jesus often said to receive these things, receive peace. Receive faith, have the faith of God, have the faith of God. What do we need to go through to have that faith? Well, for many, maybe they need to go through tremendous things. But scripturally, there isn't any prerequisite on any of that. So I think I would rather lean towards knowing his word as best as we can living his word, speaking his word, and allow the word to work in us, to perform, to do what God wants to do in our lives. Yes, we'll all go through trials and tribulations. It's just part of life here in an earthly realm. It's part of living within uh, the whole political, one world, the whole systems that are out there. We all go through problems, but I'm not looking through for a tribulation in my life to bring more faith into my life. I get faith by hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. So I'd rather all of us build ourselves up in knowing the word. It is in knowing our most holy faith. Amen. So stay in the Word. Have have a daily reading plan, if that would help you. Um, be listening to the Word. Um, we all have phones now, and that, and there are actually computers that you talk in. 
But we all have uh, these little computers that you call your iPhones and your pads. You can have many uh, different Bibles besides, you know, you have the King James, the New King James. You can have all of them downloaded on your phone, and you can be listening to the Word continually. I don't even know if they've counted all the different uh, translations they are. Well, there, there are many, are. yeah, yeah. And, and there's, of course, Mary, there's translations for almost any di- every dialect, every <laughs> language. Oh. And then like in India and places that I know, um, you know, the, the many different dialects of that even language. So, yes, there are many, many different translations but uh, again, I would encourage you all to go back to the original ones, go back to your King James or your new King James, if you want to do better without the these and the thous. It's go back to the King James, go back to the Septuagint, which is the original scripture translated into Greek. And uh, septa means 70. And uh, so Septuagint means that there were 70 translators that were there. To, uh, that were appointed to translate the original scriptures, the Old Testament, the Hebrew, into Greek. And then from there it came into our language, English and other uh, international languages. So I wonder if any of them really knew each other and compared the scriptures among themselves. With well, the- back then when the, the Septuagint was being written? That was a long time ago. Yes, but um, they did. They would have had to have collaborated together to do that. Um, you know, they didn't have the electronics that we have today to be able to do it in a, <laughs> at a distance. But I would think so. But anyway, let God teach you by his word. If you have a need in your life. Whatever it is, financial need, healing need. I remember when I was in Bible school back in the early 80s in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they said, boy, if you're having a financial problem, get all the financial scriptures you can and learn them, memorize them. If you need healing, you know, there's uh, many things out there now of 100, 101 different healing scriptures. And, uh, you know, one of the first ones to start that, Shannon, was T.L. Osborne. He put together a little book back in the 70s on healing and, uh, and the scriptures for that, and then Oral Roberts and many, many others. And his wife, Daisy. Daisy, yes. She was a teacher also. Yes, she was good. We all love T.L. and Daisy. Those were some of my original mentors. Let me take that time ago. back even more. I came across a very rare book by T.L. Osborne called Healing in Mass from like ni- the late 1950s where he was out doing crusades in the late 50s and commanding healing to masses that he couldn't get to one by one and people being healed in Jesus' name. Wow. Amen. That was a ni- in the 1950s, he said. Amen. And of course, before there, you yes. had Gordon... Um, Lindsay? Gordon Lindsay, Yes. And um, A.A. Allen? Christ for the Nations, A.A. Allen, many of them had healing scriptures or healing books that they had out back then. And, oh, how about Bosworth? I mean, what's how far back is that going? And then... Um, I don't know. 
Yes, we have his book here, the black, the black one there, and at Bosworth, and then uh, the fellow from South Africa. Um, <laughs> come on, I don't remember his name. He was an insurance agent from the state of Washington, and he ministered in South Africa. Oh, over a hundred something years ago. Wow. Okay, well, Shannon, they are healing greats, healing giants. But, boy, God is raising them up again from the youth, from the young people. And uh, we're going to see a whole new wave of healing coming across the Americas, coming across Europe, coming across the nations. Um, I know I pick up many coming from Africa that, um, you know, they're great men that uh, – because of the language, so they kind of stay within their, their state, their nations. But there are great men in Africa that have tremendous healing ministries. But that's available for everyone. Everyone can lay hands on the sick. Um, you don't have to have a special name to do it. And the gifts of the Spirit are all imparticable. You so, just have to do it by faith. In it's faith. all by faith, believing that yes. it works. Yes, yes. And that just like you take, you know, someone takes their medication. They take an aspirin. They believe their headache's going to go. And that, <laughs> you know, who are they believing? They're believing a doctor down the street that said, if you do this, you know, you'll be better. You'll get better. So you do it in faith. Well, we need to take God's word, you know, completely in faith. As medicine. As medicine, yeah. And he does say that in the proverb, doesn't he? And that his word is like a medicine. Medicine. Lord, I do lift up everyone that's listening to the program right now. And Lord, we jointly agree, Father, for an impartation, Lord, of healing ministries into everyone's life. Lord, your word says to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We all have hands at the end of our wrists. And Lord, it's just the boldness to do it, just to reach out and to lay hands on the sick. But you'll see a lot more recovery, a lot more things will happen in people's lives as you do that. So Lord, I thank you this day. Lord, for an increase and a rising up, and Lord, internationally, not just America or Indonesia or Europe, Lord, internationally rising up, Lord, of the healing, Lord, that the body of Christ will walk in health, Lord, and those outside will see that and want to be a part of it to receive their healing. So, Lord, I do speak an impartation, a release from us today. Amen. And to any of them, any of those that are listening can just lift up their hands and say, I receive this day the healing ministry of Jesus. I receive this day the healing ministry of Jesus. And I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. (laughs) Okay, Shannon, let us go to the book of Galatians. We are at a very challenging verse or two in it right now. Um, Galatians is before Ephesians wrong. Here we go. We are in chapter 4, 
where we left off last week. Uh, I believe we left off around verse 18 or 19. So thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word today. Lord, as we are entitling this, Let Religion Die, Lord, and I believe that's really what you want to do in your people, in your church, in Ecclesia. For we've seen that religion makes you impotent. A religious church is an impotent church. And that doesn't mean religion that they're following the scripture or reading the word. It's, it's, it's an attitude that one has. Mm, mm. It's a belief system, isn't it? Yes. So we saw, again, for a quick review in chapter 1, Paul comes to this great revelation of Christ within him by saying, It pleased the Father who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through grace to reveal his Son in me, that I may preach him among the Gentiles. I think that's pretty astounding that Paul recognized that in himself. Amen. Really, Amen. he did. Amen. And that was his testimony. That was his experience with, with God and with Jesus in that he saw Christ in him, the hope of glory. Wow. And he then he started to well, he went into the desert for three years and then 14 years and times of learning. Um, but he came back with knowing that it is by grace you are saved through, through faith, faith, not of any works of yourself. That he needed to live by what Jesus has done, not what religion has done, not what the law has done. He needed to live by what Jesus has done for all mankind, way beyond, way beyond where we have even understood. Because Jesus, we talked about portals and openings into the heavenlies. We've talked about dimensions. We've talked about the 33 realms, 12 dimensions, 33 realms, all of these things that, that Jesus in his resurrection has unveiled to mankind. And then Paul says, so boldly he opens up the book of Galatians. Uh, marvel, in, ver in chapter 1, verse 6, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you, who called you in the grace of Christ. In the grace, you realize when you came to the Lord, you were saved by grace. It was no works on your own part. And here he's coming back to the Galatian church and he said, what are you guys doing? What kind of works are you trying to do to think you're going to have a greater salvation? You're going to have a, a greater grace of God. God loves you because that's who God is. He doesn't love you because you are following some dietary laws. He's not loving you because you follow different days and seasons and holidays and such. God loves you because he is love. God is love. And all we have to do is to receive his love. It's the same thing with peace. Receive the peace of God. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. 
So Paul is saying, what are you guys doing? You're trying to go back into the law, not just the Judaic law. You could be going back into the holiness law and or a Pentecostal law or, you know, any, any other religious system that's out there that you're trying to come back into or come back under or formulate yourself. Be careful. I see it like a black hole. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, I, I had that years ago. Um, every morning I would read three chapters of the Old Testament, three chapters of the New. I would do a proverb and three psalms every day, every day. And that is good to do at the same time. When I missed a day, I felt so much condemnation. I felt like I missed God. I can't get near God today until I read it again. And I realized that's just as much works as dietary laws. They're saying, well, I'm not going to eat pork so that God would love you more. I think God loves you regardless of what you put into your body. And uh, I think we need to watch what we put into our bodies. How much? And how much? I think I've got more body than I want. (laughs) Okay. So here's Paul coming through Galatians again and telling the people, you have been saved by grace through faith. Come out from under your own man-made legal systems or come out from under the law. And, uh, So let's go now into um, Galatians chapter chapter 4. I'll start at verse 18. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, and not only when I am present with you, my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. I would like to be present with you now. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not understand the law? Do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one of a bondswoman, that son would have been Ishmael, and the other of a free woman, Jacob. And that, but he who is of the bondswoman, was born according to the flesh, and he who was born of the free woman was born through the promise and also was born supernaturally. Supernaturally. Mm -mm -mm. I choose the latter. Amen. Amen. Let's see. Isaac, Abraham. So that would have been Isaac and Ishmael, Isaac and Ishmael, Isaac, laughter, born according to the promise, which things are symbolic, for these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar, what came on Mount Sinai was the Torah, Ten, the law, yeah, the yeah, Ten, Ten Commandments, commandments. Mm-hmm. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is, that's the actual city of Jerusalem, which now is in bondage with her children. 
but the Jerusalem from above is free, which is the mother of us all. The Jerusalem above. Well, we're back to Revelation 21, verse 21. We're back to Mount Zion. The Jerusalem above is the mother of us all. That's a big statement. Big statement, Miriam. What does yes. that mean? We need to get Pastor Lottie on that one. I'm sure she has an answer. Amen. <laughs> what does it mean then? The Jerusalem above. That's the city of God. 1,500 miles by 1,500 by 1,500 miles. Square. And that square, the cube above, coming down into this earthly realm. The Jerusalem above is free. And that's the mother of us all. So again, we want to live out of the freedom, out of the Jerusalem above, and not of the covenant of Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage. It's so clear here in verse 24, 424. These things are symbolic, for these are the two covenants. One from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, Bondage, which is Hagar, for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. Amen. And Hagar gave birth to uh, Ishmael. And that, and that, but uh, but the Jerusalem above, boy, that's where we want to be at. So rejoice, O barren, for you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who do not travail. For the desolate have many more children than she who has a husband. Many more believers in the world today. Now we brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. We are the promise and we are of the promise, also the promise of Abraham, which we have read in Chapter 3. Now we brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, even so it is now. Now it's talking there, uh, and the flesh would have been Ishmael persecuting uh, Isaac, and that born according to the Spirit, so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. That would be Hagar. Hagar. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but we are children of the free. We are free. We do not have to come under a legal system in our own lives to produce holiness, to produce Christ within us, to produce a freedom. We don't want to go back into bondage. So again, recognize by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of any works in yourself. Least you should boast in any way. You know, if you think you were saved by following the law, first of all, it says Christ would not have had to have come. You could be saved by following the law. And then you would boast about it. 
Boy, I'm saved because I followed all the law, all 613 laws, every jot, every tittle. And that didn't happen. And that didn't happen. No, it didn't. Okay, chapter 5. Stand, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage, with a yoke of religion. Stand, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. Again, then, you need to recognize when Jesus rose from the dead, you rose in him. He's seated at the right hand of God. You are seated there with him far above principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and every host of wickedness in heavenly places. Mm -mm. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that... Let mm -mm, me put that on. Amen. <laughs> Sorry. Indeed, I say, Paul say to you that if you have become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. nothing. Wow. Now, he's talking to the Gentiles because the Jewish believers were now telling the Gentiles to be saved, to be part of the body of Christ. You need to be circumcised. And Paul is saying that's not one of the requirements. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he's then a debtor to keep the whole law. He's obligated. If you think circumcision is going to bring salvation, then you are, and to bring righteousness, then you are a debtor to keep the whole law, which is impossible, Paul says. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. I want to turn to Acts 28 a minute. So Paul is saying, and they all met in Jerusalem. Is it Acts 28 here? Uh, hold on, hold on. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And that... Hold on, hold on, Rum. Wait, where is this at? Okay, believe me. Okay, no, I guess not. Come on, Rum. Where was that? I should know where that is, shouldn't I? Okay, let's go on. I will remember it and come back to it in a minute. Okay. You have, you who have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by the law, you have now fallen from grace. Look, at, you're either going to be justified by faith in what Christ has done, or you're going to try to be justified by the law, which is impossible. You cannot do it. That's why Jesus came. Amen. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, either Jew or Greek, male or female, slave or free, 
Neither circumcision or uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. Paul was so trying to get that through to the Jewish believers and to the church in Galatia, faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Amen. Who cut you off? Who hindered you from obeying the truth? You started running this race well. Why are you listening to these lies of the enemy, to deception? This persuasion does not come from him, Jesus, who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence you in the Lord that you will have no other mind but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I suffer persecution from the Jews? Then the across the offense of the cross has ceased. I wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. Well, he's talking about the Judaizers. Yes, yes. Amen. <laughs> For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. As an excuse for sin. Amen. But through through love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And it says in this word, we will know we are Christians for because of the love we have for one another. Amen. You know, I want to bring up an example, uh, Miriam. You know that um, it's okay that uh, I've shared many times. It's a true example, and one of the things that is so important to understand is that we are all part of the family of God. I remember many years ago, probably in, it was in the 80s, there was this young girl, and it was just, I think it was Christmas was on a Sunday. And this young girl was saved off of the streets. She was an addict or, you know, whatever her fallen life was. She got gloriously saved. And here she is Sunday morning, Christmas morning in church. Service is over. And she's going out into the parking lot and wondering what she was going to do for Christmas that day. And she started to ask different people, what, what are you guys doing today? And then they said, oh, well, our family is coming over. Well, we have our family. And she asked another couple, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to visit my family and that's my kids today. And that I can't can't bring you along is not room. And she started to think. She said, "I just got saved." They said, "Welcome to the family of God." And here's all these church people that aren't living it. They still see their family as their natural body family. And Shannon, I see so many people, especially young people that are looking for a family. I saw that back in the 60s and 70s, where all the communes started, 
the hippies, you know, all kind of living together. They all wanted a family. I did. We all wanted a family back then. And we got saved and came into churches that were operating as families for a while. Even now, for churches to be successful, they have to be able to invite and be part of the young people out there and invite them as part of the family. Your family is the brothers and sisters in Christ. You might think your body family, but your grandparents, your parents, your kids, you might not be spending eternity with them, but you will be spending eternity with every believer in Christ. That's your real family. That's your real family. And we need to be able to recognize it and live as in, in that mentality. Okay, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you become consumed by one another. I say then, walk by the Spirit or walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit lusts against the flesh. These are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Look, you're either going to walk in the spirit or you're going to walk according to the flesh, to the natural old man. But if you are led by the spirit, then you are no longer under the law. Again, flesh produces works. The spirit produces fruit. If you're going to walk in your old nature, if you're going to walk in the worldly nature, you will produce works, but the Spirit of God produces fruit. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Well, there's a whole list there. And Paul's saying, I can add to that. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those things that are of this world system will not come into your inheritance. But the fruit of the Spirit, remember the fruit of the Spirit comes by walking in the Spirit, comes by faith in God. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And I believe these fruit of the Spirit are actually entities. There is an entity, a spirit of love, a spirit of joy, a spirit of peace. And because they are entities in the realm of the Spirit, we can receive them even now. Lord, we receive, Father, 
the spirit of love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control into our lives. Lord, we are walking in the spirit and maturing in the realm of the spirit. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. If you're going to live in and out of the spirit, then you need to walk in the life of the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. And when with chapter 6, Galatians chapter 6, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, in a blunder, you who are spiritual, restore, reset. Well, there's the real great reset. <laughs> reset one another. Reset such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens so that you will fulfill the law of Christ. And that's the word for troas, and it means a heavy load, a heavy burden. And so fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one now shall bear his own load, for Teus, a light load. Bear one another's heavy loads, and then bear your own light word. Let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Well, that's a scriptural command to do, share. Him who teaches the word, share with them in that good things. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. He who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due seasons we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And, you know, one of the things that I've been learning to do is everything I do, I do as a realm of sowing. If I help people get something away, we give lots of monies away, little monies, big monies. In grocery stores, if I see a, a woman with children struggling, carrying cash in the dollar store, counting out pennies, I will sometimes come up and, you know, let me sow something into your life. I'll take your bill paying for people's dinners and that be be of a, a mindset that you are constantly sowing sowing your time sowing your goods your works your finances sowing your 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 expertises mm. therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all especially to those who are the household of faith do good to all especially to the fellow believers. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand. 
as many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these try to compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution of the cross, of Christ. They, they want to be circumcised so that they'll be received by the Jews and not suffer any persecution from the Jews. Isn't it funny that so often it's those who are under a law that will persecute those who are walking in a freedom in Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh, that they've got you back under the law. But God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails any, it doesn't matter, only the new creation man. That's what Jesus came for. He came to raise up a new man in this earth, a new creation man, created out of the realm of the heavenlies and not of the earthly. For as many as walk according to this rule, mercy and peace be upon them and upon all of Israel. Upon all of Israel. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon all of you with in the spirit, with your spirit. Amen. So again, Paul is saying, why come under works of the flesh, coming under works of the law, of celebrating holidays and feast days, when God has set you free from all of that? He wants you to walk as a new creation man. Walk in the new creation so, Lord, I thank you for all of us, Father, as we've been listening to Paul's, Lord, great letter to the Galatians, Lord, to walk in the grace of God, walk in what Jesus has done for you, not in what you can do for yourself. For it's by grace you have been saved through faith, not of works, least any man should boast. Walk in the grace and the love of God. We have been saved by grace. We have been saved by what Jesus has done for us. Not in any manner for what man has done, for what religion has done, any state of legalism has done. None of that brings salvation. Circumcision does not bring salvation. Faith in God brings salvation. And how do you do that? You just receive what Jesus has done for you. Jesus came into this earthly realm. Jesus took sin, not sins. He took sin nature upon himself. He took all sin upon himself. 
He died on the cross for you. He rose from the grave for you. He went into the heavenlies, taking you alongside with him in him. Even 2,000 years ago, he did that. So that all you need to do is to receive the what God has already done. So I thank you, Jesus, even this day, that by your blood and by your grace, I have been saved. We have all been saved. We have been saved by the grace of God. And Lord, as we receive that today, Lord, I receive all that you have done for me, even greater works that you have done for me. Lord, I receive your health and healing. I receive your peace. I receive your provision this day. I receive your life. I receive the life of God today. And that's why it says, I am crucified with Christ. Christ. It Amen. is no longer I, I who live, live. Mm-hmm. but Christ who lives in me. Amen. 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 And we read that earlier. That's in Galatians 2, verse 20. Verse 19, Paul says, For I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in this fleshly body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So don't frustrate the love of God, the grace of God. Don't frustrate the grace of God by coming under a legalism and thinking that by works you're going to live in Righteousness. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, Shannon, I thank you for God's love and grace that's upon us, upon you and your wonderful family, and that beautiful picture of your youngest that you sent me. Lord, I thank you, Father, for the grace of God that's on your listening audience today, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do everything that God has called us to do. We can live in God's grace, God's power, mm -mm, all that he has for us. What does it say? He who has begun a good work in you is faithful to to complete it. Amen. He didn't just (laughs) begin it. He completed it. And he's completing it in all of us. Amen. Amen. In the years that we have remaining, we are determined to fulfill the destiny role, what God has put within us from the foundations of the world to do with our lives, that we will fulfill it in Jesus' name. Amen. And we were all born with a promise and a a purpose. Were we not? Amen. God knew from before he even formed us in this, our mother's womb what he had called us to do. Amen. Ooh. Okay, Shannon, I will turn it over to you. Great word today. We're live with Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen. And I would like you all to give out your contact information. How do people reach you in your ministry? Certainly. Yeah. And we're all open if, if you need prayer. Like 
to talk in any way, we're here. Uh, my email is roncohen47, R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N-4-7 at AOL.com. roncohen47 at AOL.com. And uh, my website is www.roncohen.org, roncohen.org, and you can call me at 302 559 1766. You can call me at 302 559 1766. And I am on Eastern Time uh, in North Carolina. Shannon, I got to get our friends in Pakistan to realize the time change. They still think they could call me at 3 or 4 in the morning and they're in the right time zone. Exactly. <laughs> And, and India is the real funny one. Nine and a half hour time difference in India. I don't know where they came up with that half hour. I think because it's such a big country, they, instead of having different time zones, which they only have one, they decided, well, we'll just uh, split one in half and uh, get that across the whole nation. That is, that is interesting. So, thank you, Nine and a half hours. Uh, wow. Yes, sure. Go ahead. Uh, that is that is a strange time zone difference. Come think of it, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm easy. I'm only plus twelve hours from you right now. But when daylight savings mm-hmm. time uh, kicks back in, we'll be thirteen hours. But it's all good. Uh, praise the Lord. Make half hour it works, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Amen. it's kind of night or eleven at night for you now. Right. So um, I'm doing the night shift over here, which is something new. But I like it. I think we're getting actually more people to tune in with our day program than the evening. So it's working out pretty well. Um, I want to thank Yay. everybody for tuning in. Every week, same time, we have the Coens on. Sister Cohen, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure, it's my privilege. And, Lord, we do thank you for who you are and for your son who has given his life for us. And he has died that we would not have eternal life in him and through him thank you god that in all of these things we are more than conquerors we are more than conquerors and we have fought the battle because we fight it in his strength and not in our strength but in his strength thank you shannon you are a faithful brother and we care so much for you and your family blessings blessings amen 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 and thank you for all that have helped support this program. We were able to send monies this week to Haiti to 200 children. So we feed 200 children in Haiti every month. And then uh, two weeks ago, we were able to send to Pakistan. Actually, that was just last week and take care of the children there. So we just have uh, India left for this month to do. We've already did Rwanda. We have 14 children in school in Rwanda that we take care of every month. So we God takes such God loves them. Amen. He hasn't forgotten them. No Amen. way. So thank you for all of you that have been helping our ministry. You can do that through PayPal on my email, Ron Cohen47 at AOL.com. And uh, through PayPal or through Zelle. Um, or just call if you want to do any kind of credit card. And don't forget to go on Shannon's website and Omega Man and uh, help them out also for these broadcasts. Love you both. Thank you for coming on today. Honored to work with you, and we'll see you next week. 
We oh, feel man. the same way, Shannon. Thank you. Amen. Love you. Love your audience. Yes. Love you all. Shalom, Amen. shalom, everyone. Shalom. God's, God's peace. God's peace. That's Brother and Sister Cohen. Let's uh, save that. We'll be right back. Stand by. <laughs> 